What up guys, Lisa Billiou here and I'm talking with a hubby today about jealousy. Woo, I don't know about you guys, but I've had that feeling in the past where your partner is talking to another woman or they like someone's photo or they mention someone or fill in the blank where that emotion, that internal little sting of jealousy arises and it rears its ugly little head. You ever felt that? Well, I have. And let me tell you, jealousy doesn't freaking serve a relationship. But how on earth do you actually let go of the jealousy when you're feeling it? Me and the hubby dive deep on this very topic. Let's just face it, it isn't actually jealousy. And that what you're seeing is actually the reality of how your partner is showing up and maybe flirting with another person. Either freaking way, guys, you've got to address the jealousy. If this episode did bring you value, please do subscribe so you can get relationship advice every single Friday. And also, guys, if you did like it, please do rate, review, tell your homies about it, really trying to get this spread more and more to really impact women on a global scale. So please be part of this Women of Impact mission and tell your homies about the channel. All right now, guys, let's get into it with the hubby and let's talk about jealousy. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I am here with the woman who I love more than anything in the world, my wife, Lisa Bilyeu. And today, we're going to be talking about jealousy. <laughs> let's get after it. All right, let's do it. This is from, I actually don't know if they want their name said, so I actually won't say that. Okay. Hey guys, I've been with my boyfriend for eight years and we don't live together. He's 40 and I'm 48. We see each other when we train together, which is three hours, three days a week. We see each other on occasions for a couple of hours too. I lack confidence and he's very confident and sure of himself, which I lack too. I'm reading self-help stuff and watching your content and other videos too. My main problem is jealousy when we're training together. I get so annoyed when I see him looking at other younger girls. When this happens, I distance myself from him and go quiet. I try to self-talk, but the feelings are so overpowering, I don't know how to deal with them in the moment. Is he being disrespectful to me when he looks at these girls, or do you think it's really just my insecurities? I think we answer the question this way. It's entirely possible that he's being um, inconsiderate and disrespectful when he does it. I have no idea what he's like, how he's doing it, but guaranteed it is her insecurities that are being triggered. And so she can't control him. It may be worth a full another conversation about that. But at the end of the day, her addressing her insecurities is only going to help her. Mm -hmm. And since she can't force him to change his behavior and she can control how she responds, I would say that's probably the place to start. And um, jealousy and insecurity is such a gnarly place to live. It's like... There are a few things where I think this doesn't really have great utility. Like anger can be very powerful. Um, desire can be really powerful. But jealousy, envy, like those are ones that serve, I think, only as a powerful reminder to begin thinking in another way. I literally was about to say that. Sorry to cut you off, but no, it's please. exactly it in the sense of... If you can see jealousy as, oh, okay, why am I jealous? Is this him? Maybe. Let's assess that. But also, what am I insecure about? And it does then identify the insecurity, which to me is an amazing because then you can actually do something about it instead of letting it keep getting, keep, uh, getting you off guard. Oh, what's the, yeah. So I would say that's very well said. My thing is that um, if I feel anger 
my internal dialogue is, okay, that's interesting. Has this like pushed on an insecurity button or something, you know, and really looking at knowing why you're having a strong emotion is always very valuable. But when I think about anger in and of itself, I think, ooh, this is actually kind of useful. There's an intensity. There's a focus. There's, um, it, it motivates you to take action. There's an aggression to it. And it can, it can when controlled, be very useful. Of course, it can be incredibly destructive as well. But it actually has uh, potential value. Whereas with envy, jealousy, those are things where I think, okay, this is powerful to understand why I'm feeling it, but now I need to do something about it. This is not something that's going to take me somewhere that I want to be. It's highlighting that I have a wound here or something that needs to be addressed. And so it's interesting to get to what the emotion sort of presents as its utility. And I think that jealousy, its only real utility is a mental jujitsu. Ah, cool. This is a reminder for me to look at myself. This is a reminder for me to adjust something in myself. Um, this is a reminder that, you know, I've got work to do on myself. And so it's while anger is useful in the way that it focuses you on that thing that has sort of become the adversary, um, Jealousy and envy is a good reminder to do the work in yourself, to shore up your insecurities, to figure out why um, you're on such uneven footing with that. And is it that you've gotten into a toxic relationship with somebody and so now they're eroding your confidence? Or is this a relationship you've always had with yourself It's going to follow you from relationship to relationship? Like if she doesn't feel she's good enough, whether he's intentionally or unintentionally looking at other women, it's going to create a problem. Well, so, okay, we've gone hard on the actual thing of jealousy, but yeah. now that we have, let's turn that into actual practical um, actions on her part. Mm -hmm. So whether it's him, like we said, let's sideline that because we can't control him right now. Now let's talk about, okay, she's jealous. How does she use it? She's identified she has an insecurity. So now... What does she do? Yeah. So with, with any insecurity identifying sort of the core wound that has created that I think is going to be really useful. Is it that she was picked on when she was younger and didn't feel enough and has always struggled with a sense of beauty? Um, is it that she's getting older and she feels like he's, because I think you said looking at younger women. Well, so she, he's eight years younger than her. Younger? He's, I thought he was he's older. He's 14, she's 48. Oh, Okay. Uh, so, wow, that could really be messing with her head. So this is one of those where aging is hard for everybody involved, but guys tend to get access to more resources and thus will become more, their sexual market value goes up. And whereas women are often prized for their beauty, their sexual market value goes down as they get older. They're, um, and at 48, she's almost certainly flirting with menopause and so isn't even fertile. So like every subconscious um, routine that the human brain has running around youth, fertility, um, and all of that that plays out in beauty and attraction, like women are in like this horrendous battle against that stuff. And so if that's part of the struggle now, and this is where you get into issues of self-worth, I will just say that I certainly understand why people want to look as good as they can at any age. But deriving your value in your current phase from something that may have been incredibly valuable in an earlier phase. So for instance, 
if you're 22, enjoy being 22. Enjoy looking young and beautiful and, you know, being able to wear the skin tight clothes and, and being in the club and like enjoy that phase for what it's worth. Right. It's amazing. And like that we all pass through this youthful vigor and all of that. It's wonderful. And I think people should enjoy the phase while they have it. But one thing I am incredibly grateful for in my life is that even when I was young, I understood, oh, this is a phase and I cannot attach too much of my sense of self identity, worth, any of that to this phase. And you want to make sure that your self-worth is being derived from you doing things that you think are worthy. And so for me to take pride in being tall, for instance, would be a mistake. I didn't do anything to earn it. And therefore, like being grateful for it. Yeah, cool. I'm grateful for it as I would expect a woman to be grateful if she's attractive. But I don't take any pride. My sense of self is not tied up in it. It's merely a tool, right? Um, but I've been very careful to invest in things where I'm contributing meaningfully to other people. And that gives me a tremendous sense of self-worth. So if I were her, that would be my advice. Is You want to get to the point where your self-worth isn't tied to what he thinks about you full stop. That you don't think of yourself as being the sum total of your age and attractiveness. And that you're investing in improvement because I think that, that, that there is something fundamental about improvement that will give you self-worth and then of service to other people which will give you self-worth. Yeah, I, 100% like self-worth and then confidence in believing in yourself because... Which when, comes from what? Competence. Word. And how do we get competence? You've got to try. You can keep going step by step. If you own your own business, when an employee leaves your company, whether on good terms or bad, it can feel, I hate to say it, but it actually can feel personal, like you and you alone are the one to blame. And it actually may even trigger you to lock down your business, not open yourself up and not actually risk trying anyone else. Like you actually would your heart after a bad breakup and avoid looking for that new partner altogether. Well, let's face it, sometimes we can do that with highs as well. And trust me, guys, I've been there. I get the thought of bringing in a new stranger into your business actually fills your heart with more anxiety than it does love and joy. But when you post your jobs on LinkedIn, you can actually feel the confidence that you will find the right person for the right job fast because LinkedIn isn't actually just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Because guys, it gives you access to professionals that you actually can't find anywhere else. And so LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive, which then makes hiring with confidence easy when you have that many quality candidates. And it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. So post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash Lisa. That's linkedin.com slash Lisa to post your job for utterly free. And of course, terms and conditions always apply. So this is, when we met, I was never really a jealous person. I wasn't really a jealous person. But as we started kind of like adapting our mindset and really kind of growing and looking into this stuff, I was like, oh, yeah, I've nailed it. Like, I'm not jealous. You know, we've spoken. We're so open about our communication. We really do believe that there isn't just one person out there for, um, 
one person out there and you've got to find them. It really is like the beauty of I've chosen you. There's a million different types of guys I can go for, but I've chosen you and vice versa. That to me gives me the confidence to go, yeah, he could have chosen anyone, but he chose me. Mm. Um, but in saying that, when I started to get really ill and my gut health was just completely down and I couldn't eat, so I wasn't, um, no, I wasn't giving myself the nutrients that I needed, so I started getting more and more depressed and my emotions were all over the place. I remember at Quest where I started to feel insecure more about myself and the more insecure I was feeling because of your body because well so looking back now it no it had to do with I wasn't I couldn't eat so Mm. the nutrients I wasn't getting the nutrients I needed so I was tired a lot so I was um I didn't feel good about myself just mentally and so when you don't feel good about yourself mentally because of my tummy hurt. Is this hurt, pure neurochemistry? No, so there's the connection. So because my tummy hurt, I didn't feel sexy. I couldn't wear tight clothes. So it was everything. It was the neurochemistry, the hormones, the the physicalities. I couldn't work out. I was just getting skinny. And so everything combined absolutely affected my confidence. Mm-hmm. So when at Quest, I would see these amazing women come in, stunning, young, beautiful. I'm only getting older. These young girls come in. You, Mr. Billy, are only getting wealthier, more well-known. So the dynamics were changing. And I started to notice that I was getting, I wouldn't say jealous in the sense, I can't believe you spoke to her. But I felt that sting that I'd never felt before. Interesting. And that came to how I saw myself, my own self-worth. And... In those, it's interesting, you said interesting. You knew this. You don't remember. The honest answer is the way that I feel about something where um, I'll be really concrete. I couldn't have cared less. I was about women. Women could drape themselves over me nude, literally covered in oil, and just be like, here I am, take me. What I value is a shared life. So because it's not like there is no reality in which you have to worry about that. And I really just don't feel anything, right? If somebody were coming and hitting on me and flirting with me or whatever, I don't feel anything inside. So because of that, even though, yes, you were very clear about what you were going through at the time, it doesn't like become, I have no emotion to my side of the equation. So therefore I'm not anchoring like, oh yeah, that's right. Like she really, because I'm like, the fuck, like I'm not... You you don't have to worry. Which is even more interesting because I still felt it. And yet in hindsight and knowing you and everything, you were just like, oh, really? Like I said, if women were throwing themselves at me, I didn't even notice. Right. Like I know you so well. But even then, I still felt insecure and jealous. Which points out... Exactly. You have to work on yourself. It's all about your self-worth. It's all about how you see yourself. It's all about building the competence to then get to the confidence within yourself that I feel good because at the end of the day, even if you did and you weren't my husband, you weren't Mr. Billy, the guy I know, and you were the guy that was like, oh, she's shoving her boobs at me. Mm. Like she's throwing her butt at me, whatever, right? It's like, I still want to be in the place where I'm so secure in myself that it's like, if you choose that, it will break my heart, but you won't break me, right? Like, preach, (laughs) preach, sister. (laughs) Yes. That was pretty good. but like really though, because that's the thing is I don't want to give, and I mean, you know how much I love you, but I don't want to give you my power. Like I don't, I shouldn't give you my power. And that doesn't mean that it could, that doesn't mean you can't hurt me. That doesn't mean that I'm not 
giving myself over to you and opening myself up to get hurt. It just means that if you do hurt me, I can get back up because I've built the foundation of what, how I see myself. Word. Like, it's all about you. That, that's the take home, really, for me, basically everything in life. It all comes down to you. What are you doing to shore yourself up? What are you doing to make sure? Like, I am, I am completely enmeshed in you in the way that psychologists and everything say don't do. Your moods wildly influence my moods. But because I'm strong in who I am and I'm confident in myself, and, and quite frankly, I just understand the physics of the human mind. Mm. So it's like, oh, you've been devastated by somebody else, you know, rejecting you. Um, oh, okay, cool. I need to look at myself, A, and figure out what I could have done if I wanted to keep the relationship so fertile and joyful that they would never want to go anywhere else. Or if they're just a bad person, what did I do to end up with a bad person that I didn't see it coming? And then also just understanding what are the, what are the actions one has to take to get the neurochemistry of joy, right? And so because I understand all of that, it's like, well, I, I feel very comfortable. It's interesting. I have no idea why this image is popping into my mind, but I'm going to roll with it. If I were... Um, in a harness, a very safe and secure harness that had a chain attached to a crane, I wouldn't be terrified to walk into quicksand because I know at any point I can press a button and it will lift me back out of it. And that's why I feel so comfortable going so deeply into like this mutual gravitation around each other because you could die even if you never did anything to harm me. You could die. And the, the level of devastation that that would bring is just unimaginable. But I understand so many other parts of how the human mind works that I would understand how to rebuild. Now, if you allow yourself to get in that quicksand emotionally with somebody else and you don't have a way to get back out, you don't understand the way the human mind works, you don't understand the psychology of yourself, you don't have the self-awareness, all of that, that would be terrifying. Which is why, to me, the punchline that you so eloquently delivered is the truth. You've got to look at it. It's all about you. you he's not, he can't give you confidence, nor can he take it away. He can trigger something that's already inside of you, but he can't give it or take it away. So you have to do that work. And it's like, to me, that's good news. It's good news that it's in my control. It's bad news that it's work and that I'm going to have to put a lot of effort into it. And Lord knows the number of times in my life I've wished things would be easier are legion. But at least I know what to do. And then it's just a question of, am I willing to put in the work? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we could keep going for hours about then the actions for her to discuss with him and communicate with him about his, you know, him looking, making her feel uncomfortable. But then that becomes quite tricky, right? Because he was like, I, I don't look, right? And it's like, well, then it becomes a, yes, you did. No, you didn't. Um, so even that can start to get messy. I think the first step is working on yourself, building that confidence, and then looking at how they're acting and seeing where that line is for you. Yeah. Once you get confident that you know what's going on, like, it, people would not believe how you and I talk to each other. They really wouldn't. They, they will not ever believe, no matter how many times I say it, that the way that we talk on this show is how we actually talk to each other. Like, they'll hear us in modes, right? Like, right now, you can tell that I'm talking the way that the camera's on me. Yeah. But 
there are times in the show where we'll go, oh, wow, that like really hits an insecurity that I have. And, you know, let me stop and think about that. And that's how we actually talk when we're getting into an argument where it's like we're both looking, hmm, why is that sensitive? And what do I need to do to get around that? And, you know, getting people to have that kind of relationship with themselves where they're not saying, oh, he's a jerk, he's an asshole, whatever. They're going, why am I sensitive to this in the first place? And then what can I do to shore that up? Because once that becomes your response, everything in your life changes. It, it, it really is powerful. When you know that you can navigate, when your own internal emotions explode and you get that like flush feeling and your thoughts feel like they're going so fast you almost can't grab them, and then, okay, I know what to do. I have to slow down. I have to take this one piece at a time. Looking outward won't help me. I need to look inward, figure out why this is such a thing. And... You just do the reps. You just do that over and over and over and over and over until you really begin to realize like, oh man, I'm super sensitive about X, Y, Z. And then when you're articulating that to your partner, now you open a bridge to them. And it's really interesting to see what happens when you open that kind of bridge to somebody who, by the way, will be totally dysfunctional. They will not know how to respond to that. So you open this bridge of saying, hey, I'm really insecure about that. Let me tell you why I'm insecure. Let me tell you how I feel about that. They then freak out because they're not ready for that. All they hear is that you're judging them for looking at the girl and no, you're totally misunderstanding. It wasn't even about that. And it's like, one, you know my phrase, if the behavior is predictable, it shouldn't upset you. So it's like, if I know when I first open myself to them and say, hey, I'm, I'm processing through this, I know they're going to react badly. So now I'm not going to be angry. I'm going to give them the, you know, the space to react sort of stupidly to me opening myself up and saying the real truth that maybe we've been avoiding for 10 years in this relationship. And then ultimately say, hey, what would be really helpful is when you have a big emotion, if you could just tell me why you're having that big emotion. And the second they say, I'm having this big emotion because you're attacking me. Okay. Why do you feel attacked? Because I'm actually not trying to attack you, but I respect that that's where you're at. Now, can you identify why that thing makes you feel like you would use words like attack. And when you get into that where you get the person to be recursive, because they're either going to shut down and say you're being stupid, they're going to push you away, they're going to attack, and then that's self-evident that that's a them problem, right? That it's touching on something they don't know how to articulate, and ah, it's giving them that flustered feeling. Um, but once you open that bridge, like that's it. Like when I think about what's the point of relationship theory the show, it's to show people what a relationship looks like, not when you're perfect, because neither of us are perfect, but our bridge is really sound. And so we've gotten so good at like, even if there's a blow up, it's like, hey, let's get on the bridge really fast and like figure out what's going on here. You articulate your side, I'll articulate mine. We're both looking at what we're doing. And then like, it's almost funny. Like when I sort of step back and listen to how we're talking, it's like almost funny the way we're so like analytical, this insecurity has been triggered and this is why, and this is how I think I, I need your help, and, but it really works. I was going to say it's hard to deny that after 20 years together. Yeah, and like we could do a whole episode about that, like that there's a moment in, and I know we're totally derailing off jealousy, but there's a moment in um, the movie... Family Man, thank you, where she says, how do you look at me like you haven't seen me every day for the last 13 years? And it's a really potent moment when people can get to that point where you can really see your partner, mm. feel the joy and all of that because you have the bridge. Well, guys, 
That's it. That is how you process through jealousy, always looking inward, figuring out what you have to do to own your own self-worth, to not be so easily triggered by somebody else. We hope that you guys find that as useful in your lives as we have in ours. And now that you have that, go and build a legendary romance. (laughs) That's it. Peace out.